Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games Podcast. I'm joined by Josh, um, special guest. We're going to talk draft. We're going to hang out. It's going to be a real good time. Um, are you as excited as I am? Absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so the first thing I have is why don't you just like introduce yourself, tell us about you know your football fandom, what's been going on in your life, You know, just give us a quick rundown. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, man. Uh, so my name is Josh. Uh, I host the All the People You Should Know podcast. Uh, it's little brief biographies about people that slipped through the cracks of your history books. Um, this week I have a Australian World War II spy that really enjoyed killing Nazis, so she's fun. <laughs> oh, I think, I feel like I listened to that part of it. I remember, because I, I listened to some of your podcasts, because I actually, um, I was a history major in college. I have a history degree. I'm very into that stuff. Um, cool. yeah, um, I feel like I remember you saying that she would like, it, it was a woman, yes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, like, slept with, like, Nazis or and then, like, killed them and stuff. I feel like I remember hearing stuff about, like, being a seductress and murdering Nazis. Pretty, pretty badass shit. Absolutely, yeah. So she would, uh, she, <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts about her story, I'll give a little bit of a spoiler, is that, like, uh, she did a lot of, like, covert stuff for the French Resistance, but, like, rather than sneak around, she would just basically hide in plain sight. So, like, mm-hmm. the Nazis put a 5 million franc, like, bounty on her head, but they didn't know who she was. And she would just, like, walk through their checkpoints and be like, hey, boys, who wants to search me today? <laughs> and totally, like, <laughs> with them. And they were like, they loved her, but they yeah. didn't have any idea that she was, like, the person that they were trying to be killing. <laughs> Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah awesome. guys, make sure to check that out. I mean, I love history, and I, I, I got to... Listen to that episode again. You also had um, Anon, I think, on your podcast, right? I did. Yeah, that was. Yeah, a cool... he's he's a really good dude. He he came he came on here too. We talked to Seahawks. Super fun. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Anon's great. And I also in that episode I went on uh, my Columbus rant, which. <laughs> oh, you have, you have a Columbus rant. That's cool. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Every single person <laughs> that knows me in real life is like probably tired of hearing it, but <laughs> he gets me going. Do you do you want to do a quick a quick spiel on that? I'm very curious. Oh yeah, okay. So um oh, I wish I had my show notes open. So I, I think if I could narrow if I could like give you the TLDR. Yeah, yeah. Uh never landed in North America, so why is our capital named after him? Mm-hmm. Uh did not prove that the earth was round because he should have already known it was round, but he was stupid. Mm-hmm. He thought the earth was pear shaped because he's bad at math, which is yeah, I remember that, yeah. Just bad at math. <laughs> like, uh, also was like so brutal and torturous that he actually got put in prison during the Inquisition when you could like legally get away with being brutal and torturous. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, no. He's like <laughs> grossest. He's like the grossest person. And we have a holiday named after him. And there's like mm-hmm. 51 cities and towns named Columbus or Columbia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he, right. He has this weird legacy in America, and uh, which mostly Washington Irving, the Sleepy Hollow guy, actually mm-hmm. wrote a biography about him that was like really highly like inflated and exaggerated. 
and through this weird sort of happenstance, um, he became kind of like this hero for immigrants, like Italian right, immigrants. Yeah. They yeah, I'm Italian. I'm a, my parents are second generation Italian immigrants, so <laughs> yeah, we're we're in that mold. But I don't, we don't really care about Columbus, or I don't really like him. One of my buddies, who's like a huge like Italian like dude, like that's a pretty big like part of his identity. He fucking hates Columbus, so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm happy to I'm happy to uh, to uh, belittle and delay <laughs> and take away from Columbus's legacy in any way possible. Perfect. He's a great dude. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've read some of his um his journals. Yeah, it's pretty um pretty interesting oh. what, what he did to say um to be as kind as possible about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. So I've so I've been asking like all of my guests pretty much um this question. Uh, do you think that there will be any issue with the NFL starting on time this year? Um, I'm very curious what you think. Very curious what everyone thinks. Um, you know, I, I think that they'll start on time, but I don't know that it's gonna look exactly normal mm-hmm. um it's gonna be really interesting like you know now that we've kind of gotten our heads wrapped around this you know exactly what COVID is and you know now we're just at the point where people are arguing about what to do about it you know mm-hmm. it's it's gonna get really interesting because there are certain people like with the antibody tests that are coming out that are like you know some certain people are saying like well it's not you know, horribly, you know, the numbers don't look as bad now. So, you know, we could probably return to life as normal. But then you've got other people saying like, no, we still need to be just as cautious or it's going to get worse. And it's like, you know, I think the NFL will start on time, but I think that there could be a limit on like seating capacity or maybe Mm. even no audience. And then be testing for players. I'm not sure, but I don't know. I think that they'll start on time. We've still got a couple months before anything serious starts happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I probably agree. Um, I remember seeing a report or, or someone on Twitter put it out. Someone like Jason Luck reporter or something like that put it out on Twitter that like they're considering no bye weeks, getting rid of the Pro Bowl, moving the Super Bowl back to the 28th of February. Like I'm fine with all that stuff. I mean, there I shouldn't it, be like I, any weather issues, right? Because like they play through winter, like the worst part, right? So yeah, I, feel I like think that. I'm that back. even regular season. I'm not super into the Pro Bowl. So. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I like the skills competition a lot, actually. That that stuff's really fun when they play, like, dodgeball. I like that a lot, but, you know, oh, it's, it, it's, it's um, I don't really give a shit otherwise. <laughs> that actually, you know, normally I don't pay attention to the Pro Bowl at all, but I watched the uh, quarterback accuracy drill. Oh, yeah. And it really, like, it revealed, uh, it revealed my suspicion, I think, about <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Ooh, <laughs> that's spicy. It is spicy. It's a hot take. I'm, I mean, uh, you know... I definitely, it's not the most popular opinion, but, you know, I'm not entirely sure that he's the most accurate guy. You know, I think a lot of his, um, a lot of those big plays come off of people biting on the play action or being afraid of the option. But, you know, when he had, like, against Tennessee in the playoffs, when he has to, like, stand in the pocket and, you know, make those hard throws. Yeah, I think he got, like, two points on that skills competition, and there wasn't any pressure. It was just... (laughs) Them stand- Kirk Cousins got like the highest score, so I mean, I don't know. What's that tell you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do like Kirk Cousins, but I I understand what you mean. Um, yeah, I mean Lamar, uh, you know, probably isn't the most accurate passer, but I think that's you know a different a different part of his game. You know, the the RPO stuff is probably never going to go away because he's such a such a force on the ground. But um, yep. you know, he is on the Madden cover this year, right? So Madden curse incoming, right? So <laughs> maybe, maybe he'll be right this year, dude. I don't know. I think Patrick Mahomes <laughs> broke it, right? Oh well, he was hurt for a few for a few games, so I guess not not entirely, right? 
Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes um, sense. Yeah, it's weird. You know, the Madden curse. I was like looking it up because I was gonna, I was gonna do like a big write up on it um, before the draft. But then, you know, all the draft stuff happened, so that's been totally what my attention has been focused on. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like sometimes players do like okay in the next year, but like I think the hurt curse kind of revolves around them being hurt and not ruining their careers. I thought it was about like ruining their careers, but right. you know, pe- people have very different interpretations of that. Right. Um, but whatever, I, I get stuck playing Madden every year, even though it's not that good of a game. <laughs> I think like we all do. I mean, it's the only option, right? Exactly. Well, I, I yeah, it is. But I, I remember this was on Twitter like a bit ago. God, I'm on Twitter way too much for my news. Um, but they were saying something about like 2K coming back. Did you, did you hear anything about that? I did. And legitimately, yeah. I I got the most excited that I've been about <laughs> any video game in a long time. I yeah. still I still have a copy of NFL 2K5 and an old PS2 somewhere in my closet that I break out every once in a while. Is, is that the one with um, McNabb or T.O. on it? It's it's an Eagles player, isn't it? Yeah, it's T.O. It's T.O., yeah, okay. Oh my yeah, God. Um, yeah, I remember that game being awesome, dude. It really is, and it ages. It aged really well, you know. It's mm-hmm. probably kind of hard to get your hands on a copy now that yeah. PS2 and PS2 games are pretty much obsolete. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it oh man, it's so fun. It holds up well too. It really ages well. That that is pretty important. Um, yeah, I'm looking at an article on the Verge from March 10th. It looks like 2K is making NFL games again, and the first one's gonna be out in 2021. It's pretty cool. Um, it's very exciting. Even even if like you like Madden, this is like still good for you because like more competition is better. You'll get a better product, you know. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. All right, so the next thing, move on to, to a pretty big topic. Um, which teams do you think won the offseason? Which teams do you think lost it? I mean, we could talk more specifically about free agents or however you took that um, is fine, but we're going to get into the draft a little later, so however you want to like frame it, go ahead. Mm. Okay, I think that the I think the Bucks won the offseason in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, bringing down Tampa, right? That's, <laughs> that's a big power move. Yes, uh, big power I, move. I think I think that you could make an argument for uh, the Bengals. They actually spent money in free agency for the first time in forever. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. You know, and even if it's not any big splashy moves, it's like, I'm just glad to see that they're finally doing something in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say if I had to pick one team that won it the most for me, I think it'd be Tampa Bay. Because they were so close last year anyways with, you know, mm-hmm. James Winston. Uh, and that's, you know, that's impressive. So I think yeah. this with a competent quarterback, I mean, that's, I think that was the missing piece for them last year. They would have definitely been a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they had like a really sick defense. Every time the Buccaneers come up, I always talk about their DVOA. They were top five. Um, they have a good defense, good, um, good rookies, um, uh, in the secondary. Although I think that's the weakest point, but they did do, um, some good job, a uh, good job of addressing that in the draft. Um, they got my favorite safety, um, off the board, which is Anton Winfield Jr., huge fan of him. Um, yeah, I, I think they, they made a lot of smart moves in the offseason. You know, replacing uh, Jameis Winston, turnover machine with Tom Brady, like one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the smartest, um, oh I think God. is really, really good. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, the fact that they didn't sign Shaq Barrett to a long-term deal is pretty important too because I don't know if he's worth it, but, you know, keeping him on the team is fine, uh, right. I think. Um yeah, letting guys like Brashad Perryman go makes sense, even though he had kind of like a breakout year. I think it was probably more the system then and like a contract year than him being actually good. Um, I like that they retained Dominican Sue because he's still a force no matter what yeah. you think of him. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I get that. They're, they're one of my teams for sure. Um, 
so I, I will say though, and I know this is gonna hurt to hear. <laughs> go ahead. I think that the Jags lost free agency this year. Sure, go ahead. Tell me. Uh, tell me. It it crushed me, man. I I really like the Jags. I was hoping that they would do well, but man, they lost everyone. <laughs> right. Oh, it just hurts. It hurt to read every time they lost. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I I. It would be impossible for me to disagree with the fact that they lost a, a bunch of players, and I they did. Um. A, a lot of good players too. Calais Campbell for like a fifth round pick was highway robbery. Um, oh, absolutely. That is a that is a crime. Yeah. It, I mean, it's mostly because he's old and has like a big contract due to him, but he's still really good. He was our best player last year, like hands down. So, um, and he he was really good. Like otherwise, like I know we weren't in a good team, so being the best player on a bad team doesn't mean a lot. But he was still like all, all pro caliber. Um. So yeah, I mean, I w- I would agree with you that they lost it in terms of losing out on talent, but I think in terms of like where the the um the team is going, the direction, like the rebuild mode that they're in, I think it was like a really good move because. They got like a lot of bad contracts for older players off their books and they got draft picks for them. Now, I don't really think they turned those draft picks into players I was super excited for because they're like fifth and sixth round picks and seventh round picks. Fourth round pick for Nick Foles. That was the biggest deal. Nick Foles' contract was absurd. Fuck that guy. Um, He seems like a nice dude, but like he was a terrible quarterback. Like get him off the roster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm not a fan. I like bringing in Joe Schobert. They, the Jaguars look like they're transitioning to a 3-4 defense, and he's he's going to be a really good middle linebacker uh, for that defense. So, And moving Miles Jack to a um a more natural position, position for him should help him regain his former glory, I think. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping they get there. It's just the way you look at the offseason, you know? Right. I definitely think that they, you know, they definitely made moves to uh, get back on track. Um I will say though, I you know I think that they did. I think that they did it again. I think that they got a late round quarterback in Jake Luton that is going to be really playable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I sorry. I, oh, I was surprised that people slept on Jake Luton. I mean, maybe it like maybe it's biased because I'm an OSU student, but it's like you know twenty eight and three on a mediocre like twenty eight touchdowns, three interceptions. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I saw that. percentage on a very mediocre team in a pretty good conference. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, he he was interesting. I think I liked Steven Montez a little bit better than him, but um, I I was paying attention to him just because I'm like a PFF alkali and they were talking about him, so I, I pay attention to what they say pretty much. Um, right. but yeah, I mean the Jaguars have drafted four six round quarterbacks in the past five years. Um, the one guy in Nebraska didn't turn out. He was terrible from the start in 2018. Um, Brandon Allen was uh, was a guy they drafted. He got a start for I think Denver last year. So you know they've they've done okay at drafting six round quarterbacks. We're just looking for the next Tom Brady dude. I'm pretty sure Gardner's him, but we're just oh, out there looking for him. A hundred percent. I love Gardner <laughs> Minshew. He's like my favorite player in the NFL right now. And I also I think that there was a pretty strong case for him to get uh, offensive rookie of the year last oh, year. Oh, I totally oh, agree. I think totally that he got agree. so hard because I think he had a way more impressive season than. Uh, Kyler Murray. Yeah, um, I I was kind of a Kyler doubter coming into the year, but he he proved me wrong. He had a really good year. I think it's just the fact that he was you know the number one pick. Um, he played all sixteen games. Gardner you know got benched ostensibly for Nick Foles, but then again again won his job. I mean he won six games playing only twelve, so like you know he 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 was better like <laughs> and he wasn't on a very good team. It's not like the Cardinals and the Jaguars are um, you know top contenders, and he still won six games with us. So I think that's pretty impressive. Um, oh, yeah, right. Um, okay, so was there anyone else you thought that was like uh, a winner or a loser? Uh, mm, yeah, I think the Ravens are winners just because they didn't oh, yeah. really lose anybody and they added a couple. Like, <laughs> Yeah, 
Um, just the fact I, I mean, they yeah. didn't do anybody big. I mean, they they were already so good, which I hate to admit, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I also 100% agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, they 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 retained most of their talent. I mean, most of their talent's pretty young. Losing Marshall is pretty shitty. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I I agree. Getting Clayus Campbell just I mean, it's gonna make that defense. He's he's gonna be a really good three uh three four end because he he played like a uh, interior and and. And outside for us, is just he was a beast on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. Right. Um, okay, cool. All right, moving on to the next one, we have. Um, so, what do you think of like the uh, like top tens and top ten picks in the draft? If you have any opinion on any of those guys, how they how if they should have gone there, if they shouldn't have, what do you think? Um, I think that you know I wasn't too surprised by anything in the top ten. Yeah. Uh, I think the Jags getting Isaiah Simmons is great. I think that he's a really versatile player. Oh, they, and, they got C.J. Henderson. Um, the Cardinals took Isaiah Simmons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right, right before them, though. Right before them. Yeah, well, let me get my notes. Let me get my notes. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. No worries. Uh, there we go. Okay, there we go. Okay, so we're scratch that. I think that the Cards getting Isaiah Simmons is great. Uh, you know, I think that there's that dilemma that he's not – you know, prototypical size for any one NFL position, you know, so that kind of presents a problem. Like, I think he's really talented, but it's like, you know, is he going to be a really big safety or a really small linebacker in the NFL? Yeah, I am. Um, I'm pretty down on Isaiah Simmons. I think he's more of like a day two talent, but um, just because I, I, I feel like he's a jack of all trades, master of none. He, I think from the film that I looked at, he seemed more like a, a pretty good like three four linebacker who who could cover and blitz, which is pretty versatile and pretty cool. Um, I just I just hope he's used in the correct way, and I don't even know if that's the correct way because he's getting compared to like Derwin uh, James or whatever. So like maybe he'll play like safety who can play almost anywhere. He he'll play like a decent slot corner too. I just worry that like he isn't he's just getting like a, a lot of hype because he can play so many positions, not because he's good. You know what I mean? That's a good pro comp, actually. I didn't think about that. Derwin James yeah. and Isaiah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Chargers lost because I don't believe in Justin Herbert at all. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Way overhyped. And yeah, totally. Because I'm an OSU <laughs> student. <laughs> I think that that's just like common sense. I've never seen the appeal in Justin Herbert as a pro talent. Yeah. Uh, um, I think teams fall in love with his arm strength and like his flash, but they just like they completely ignore all of the bad, and there's so much bad to go around with him. There really is, yeah. You know, I uh, uh, I don't know. Do you watch Strong Opinion Sports at all, or listen to the I podcast? I do. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's yeah, super good. Zach, Zach is amazing, and he did a he does all of his quarterback breakdowns. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if anybody out in the world is curious about, you know, like getting a good honest analysis of a quarterback i you know definitely check out his analysis of justin herbert but i think from even from the start like obviously in oregon he's you know everybody talks about him up here because you know whenever you got a pro talent people talk about him all the time but it's like i don't know man i've never been into the hype i've i haven't seen it but uh as far as the top 10 go you know no surprises for me i thought it was actually kind of uh predictable i was really surprised I would have probably bet twenty dollars that the Dolphins were going to make some sort of crazy trade to get up and get Burrow, but yeah, oh, okay. Uh, you know, that didn't happen, which I guess is logical. But you know, I was kind of expecting them to do something splashy. Mm-hmm. But getting to it, I think, makes sense. You know, you know, he has the injury, so it's kind of a risk. But I think that 
um, it's a risk that, you know, I think you'd have to make if you didn't if you didn't make that risk, your fans are probably riot in the streets. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. I mean, the fact that they got to it and didn't trade up for him seems like a huge win. They could hold on to their other first round picks, which I think is pretty important. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Bur- Burrow is by far the guy. Um, he's like the best quarterback prospect. I, I haven't done like film review for prospects all that long. I think it's been like two or three years for me now. So I'm starting to get the hang of it. But like, yeah, like Burrow's the best guy I've seen just player, like not even quarterback. Like I think he's the best player in this draft. Otherwise I know people were talking about Chase Young being the best. He is good. Um, He's got like, he's got like a, a pretty, you know, a decently low fo- floor, but um, not, not that bad, but his potential is all up in there. He is like eight moves that he can do um, that are all like pretty effective. And he's wildly athletic. Um, I just worry that, he might not put it together in the NFL, but you know, we'll see. Hopefully the Redskins will do it. Him and Montez Sweat should be good. I'm excited to see them work together for a long time. Um, I think the one surprise was CJ Henderson. Uh, I thought he'd go to the Jaguars at 20, but going him at nine is fine. I liked him and Fulton about the same. And I think they're not that far off of Akuda. So I, I, I was a pretty big fan of that. Also, he's a Florida guy, you know, Jacksonville. They like doing that shit. Right. Totally. If you remember the uh, like the Tebow hype, they were like, oh, he's going to Jacksonville, like hometown kid. Like, I'm pretty sure the Gators play in what I think used to be T.I.A.A. or is that what it is now? Or it used to be Everbank. It used to be Everbank uh, right. Field. Now it's T.I.A. Bank, Bank Field. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think he was the only real surprise. I thought Derek Brown would fall to the Jaguars. I was really hoping Derek Brown fall to the Jaguars because he he's like he's probably got the lowest floor of any. I think defensive player in the draft because he's already a stud. He got double teamed. I feel like 95% of the time in college and he was still a monster. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that that would, uh, I think that brings me into part, part of, we can do this like four and a half. Cause I don't think it's fully like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Hit me whenever you're ready. Okay. So, uh, I think that the Panthers getting Derek Brown at seven and then getting Gross Matos and Jeremy Chin, like, uh, I think that they had a great draft. And then, uh, you know, kind of going back to question two a little bit, also getting Teddy Two Gloves in, I think is clutch. I think he's great. Yeah. So, oh, totally I mean, agree. I Panthers draft getting Derek Brown at seven, mm-hmm. like, that was already great. And then they just kept pulling great defensive players out at really good spots in the draft, I thought. Mm hmm. Yeah, um, I, I could definitely agree with that. I like those first three picks a lot. Um, Troy Pride was okay. He was probably my, my fourth best in the fourth round. Like, that's that's fine. Um, but yeah, Gross Matos, um, I'm a Penn, I, I didn't go to Penn State, but um, a lot of my cousins went there, and I've always been a fan, so I've always followed them. I've always watched them. There's a bar in the city I live, um, and and they uh, they have, like, free happy hour for an hour. You get to drink for free, which is pretty sick. Um, and we watch the Penn State get, games there. It's pretty sick. Um, like an alumni, I think, pays for it or something like that. It was, it was a really good time. So I always watch Penn State games. I'm a little drunk for them, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, Gross Matos is probably, like, the best, the second best, like, um, prototypical 4-3 defensive end. Um, I like him a lot. Um, he was he was a very solid pick and round two for them, for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, I've also been a fan for a long time. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big fan of him. I remember um, when the Jaguars were presumptive number one overall picks the year he came out. It was, like, tank for Teddy. Um, he, he was some guy I really wanted. So I've always been, uh, very interested in his career. And the year before he like got that massive injury to his leg, he was poised to break out. Like he had a, he had a pretty solid year before and was ready to take over and be the guy. And then, you know, the worst happened. Absolutely. Well, and then the thing that really sucks is that like, instead of rehabbing and coming back, he was like 
rehabbed and then shipped off to sit behind Drew Brees. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he won four games last year, right? He was pretty good, I think. Well, he came in and, and played really solid football. So exactly. I think over there, you know, the Panthers, they, they paid McCaffrey. So that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they can put together next year. I think they, if I had to pick a team that I think could go from like worst to first in their division, I think that the Panthers, for me, are going to probably. Mm-hmm. Be it. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I. Mm, I'm interested in the Broncos, but that's a tough. Me too. That's a really tough division over there. Yeah. But you know, I think maybe the Broncos or the Panthers could could flip mm-hmm. their around. Yeah, one team seems to do it every year. It was the Jaguars in 2017? Um, last year was the 49ers um yeah, there's teams that do it all the time for sure um right. the bears or yeah the bears in 2017 and the jaguars in 2018 no 2017 as well yeah um there are always teams that that turn around like that absolutely um yeah i i think carolina's in a pretty tough division um but i think they'll do the matt rule turnaround which is be pretty bad year one and then be really good the next few years and then hopefully um you know get on the national radar at that point i i, I like rule what he's done so far hopefully he can do it in the nfl i'm, I'm rooting for him for sure oh totally um, yeah, I, I guess another thing that I was surprised about was Becton in, uh, so high to the Jets. I thought the Jets would be taking a wide receiver at that point um, and not Henry Ruggs, who went behind <laughs> at the Raiders. Um, but yeah, Becton seemed like a fine pick. They need to improve the offensive line for sure. Anything to help Darnold is uh, is appropriate, I think. So that right. makes sense. And I think, you know, at first I was kind of like mediocre on that pick. But the more mm-hmm. I think about it, the more I like it, you know, running... With Le'Veon Bell, if they're smart, you know, they'll run into, like, a zone scheme, give him mm-hmm. more oh, yeah. around, you know? And mm-hmm. I think having a super, super fast tackle like that is just going to, you know, the further he can get downfield, the better it's going to be for Le'Veon Bell. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I think that kind of makes sense, if that's the, what they're going to try to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, no, it was, Henry Ruggs was weird. I, yeah. I mean, that's a that's such a typical Gruden thing, though. Like, oh, man, I know. Rudin guy, even though he's like the fourth best receiver on the board, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. He's probably like yeah, like fourth or fifth for me for sure. Um, they've probably got some sort of top secret, you know, <laughs> analytics number that's like I don't know. You can never. <laughs> <laughs> they were just coming to get the ghost of Al Davis in order to get like a speedster. That's what was happening. I feel. I feel like that was that was presence. He, his ghost was in the room. His forced ghost came back. Uh, uh, I, so that's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I want I want to say again as a disclaimer too, he's not just a speed guy like Darius Hayward Bay, but he he does have other other good talents. But he wasn't even the best receiver on his team, and he went before that guy. So you know, it seems yeah. like a mistake there. I think it really does, especially like you know, okay, I get like okay, you want to get a speedster so you can take the top off and run the ball. Fine, that makes sense, but like. Jerry Judy is like a very solid prospect and like a solid route runner. And even though he played out of the slot a bunch, like you, I think you could throw him to the outside with his skill set and still be successful. Like, yeah. And CD Lamb too. CD Lamb is great. Like, I felt like as far as wide receiver prospects go, those two were very solid, like plug and play professional grade talents, you know? So to like not get either of those two guys and go for a guy that's kind of a risk, I mean, Seemed unnecessary, but I'm sure Raiders fans are not entirely like. I'm sure they're kind of expecting it at this point. Yes, I, I know that feeling for sure as well. Um, yeah, uh, I I wasn't as big of a fan as, as um as CD as most people were. I think he fits really well into Dallas's scheme in the role that um excuse me, 
Um, shit, who is a wide receiver? Uh, Randall Cobb. He, he fits. I think he fits roles with a Randall Cobb role, which is an important role in that offense. Um, you know, led them to like one of the best passing attacks last year in the NFL. Um, I think CD just landed in a really good spot, so I think he'll be good next year. But um, I was thinking he was going a lot higher to like a bad team like the Jets, and he wouldn't be as good. Um, right. so so we'll see. I, I I think he's a fine prospect, but I think his ability to make guys miss in the Big uh, Twelve um is you know a little suspect because that doesn't translate exactly well to the nfl those guys don't tackle nearly as well as players right. do in the nfl um right. but yeah i mean cd could actually play pretty decently downfield i'm I'm warming up a little bit more to him but i think just on dallas he's going to be good so good for him that he's there i think i think that's the most important thing right i think that was a great spot for him to land and is you know while we're on wide receivers mm-hmm. i love that justin jefferson fell to the vikings that oh yeah oh that made me so happy <laughs> yeah i totally agree um he he was probably my i think he was my third favorite wide receiver on the board um mm-hmm. in my on my big board i I'm, I'm a pretty big fan um i the only like caveat is like bro is an insane quarterback and throwing to him you know kind of kind of might mask some things but he he's a great route runner he's got really good hands he can pinpoint the boy, ball really well at the top um uh like at the top of his jump or whatever he's he's really good i'm, I'm a big fan i'm a big fan as well and it's uh it's it's going to be interesting to see the way that they use Thielen and Jefferson together. Like, mm-hmm. because Diggs, you know, Diggs was kind of a deep threat speedster guy. And mm-hmm. it seems like Jefferson's more of a like possession route tree, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of what Thielen is. I think, you know, it's like, yeah, they're both kind of possession, really technical route runners. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what they draw up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm 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 a big Kirk Cousins believer, so I'm I'm hopeful that he can uh, lead them to success. Um, I think they've got a good team. You know, uh, there were there were a little bit of departures, um, but I think good departures in the offseason for them. Bringing in new cornerbacks definitely helps. They had a pretty good draft, I think, overall. So, um, right. I, I would say I'm happy with them. I mean, they had I think the most picks or the second most picks. So they got all like I think they got four picks back from the Bills, um, for, for Stefan Diggs. So, I mean, that was yeah. good value on him at least, better than what <laughs> fucking Houston got. So. It's got to be pretty good, right? I think, I honestly, I think that Bill O'Brien is like, I, I think that he is dangerously close to having a full nervous breakdown. Like, he looks like he's going off the rails a little. He's he's the new uh, Chip Kelly. He'll be done next year, I think. Oh, I think so, too. Unless, unless Houston, like, wins the Super Bowl, I'm pretty sure he's going to be yeah. on his way down. I mean, the division is going to be a lot better than it was last year, I think. Or it's going to be better than it was last year, because I think the Colts will be good. Um, and uh, he, he can't win a playoff game. Like, you sacrifice your future to win playoff games to, to make it far, not just to make the playoffs. And they haven't been able to do it. Locking up Tunsil was smart, but you know, they don't have a first-round pick again next year. So, you know, we'll see. Oh, see how that goes. That's <laughs> Replacing rough. Cooks with Hopkins, that that's real bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, There's a lot of bad going on there. But I don't want to shit too much on them. <laughs> Uh, I think obviously the biggest surprise in the draft though is the Packers trading up for Jordan Love. That yeah, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I I understand the thinking behind it. Like, you know, it's it's kind of foolish to think that um, it's kind of foolish to think that Rodgers is going to be able to play forever. But you know, it's like they were one game away from the from the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they're, they still have a solid defense. Yeah, really good defense. I like them a lot. They have a solid ground game, so they can take mm-hmm. the pressure off of Aaron Rodgers. 
It's like they have a complete team. They just don't have any weapons. And instead of getting weapons, they got a quarterback, which is like, okay, whatever you're building for when Rodgers can't play. But it's like, I feel like if, if I were a fan, my team were like one game away from the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. I would rather them go all out for the next two years and like, okay, maybe we go through a slump for a couple of years after that. But it's like, they've got a, a Super Bowl window right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they did not address any of the things that they could have addressed to get past that last hurdle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I agree. I, I agree on some things. Like, I think T. Higgins and Michael Pittman would have fit really well um, in, in, onto the Packers team. I just feel like the signals to me that they they like their young guys. You know, they um they have guys like Alan Lazard, who was uh, a UDFA. Um, and I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of him. Um, he was actually a Jaguar. The Jaguar signed him. I think the first guy to sign him and he was great in college. Um, he played pretty well last year, but he's definitely a developmental guy. So I think this, this signals to me, um, that the Packers are pretty happy with the wide receiving core. I like Jay Sternberger, the tight end they drafted last year. I think he, um, is a really good, like, um, uh, uh, pass catcher. And they still have Mercedes Lewis, who's a great blocker, has been a great blocker, even since he left the Jaguars. Um, so I, I still think they have decent, um, weapons, but you're definitely right. They could have improved and there were receivers there for them to improve with. And this window is, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to close. They're going to have to pay their, um, you know, their cornerbacks, Jair Alexander, who I'm a huge fan of, um, they're going to have to pay those guys. So uh, yeah, I mean, not, not improving while, while they have guys on rookie deals seems like a mistake, but to be honest, if, if I'm going to follow a franchise, I want to have Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Jordan Love as my three quarterbacks in my lifetime. I'd be very into that. So I, I get what they did there, and I love Jordan Love as a prospect. He needs to sit. He's like a he's in the mold of Patrick Mahomes, um, but he needs at least a year, if not more, like Mahomes got. So um, I, I like the pick. I liked whichever team was going to take him. I thought he was going to go to the Patriots, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah, I that would, I was I was going to put money on that too. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the Patriots draft. That is. Oh yeah, I don't like it. I no, in fact, I, I kind of hate it. <laughs> well, I think that it's bad. I think that the Seahawks had a really bad draft too. Like, oh yeah, to not take, do not use any of those high round picks on offensive line. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it's. I feel like it's just by the grace of God that Russell Wilson hasn't been injured every year because they don't put yeah. him a great line in front of him and he has to mm-hmm. scramble around all the time. I mean, yeah, I feel, feel terrible. I think he's a really great quarterback, but mm-hmm. he's on his back all the time. Yeah, totally. Um, I They reached for a linebacker who I think was going to be like a third round pick. Um, Will Patrick Green, though they went the pick after, seems really bad. Um, Josh Jones went in the third round. He was like a first round talent. I thought he was more second round, but I could see him being in the first and I'd be okay with it. Um, I really liked guys like who else went Ezra Cleveland was probably fine, but he was a second round pick. I mean, they could have taken him, I think still there. He was, he was on the board for, Oh, did they not have a second round pick? Am I mistaken? Oh no, they had an early second round pick, whatever. Um, they got from the jets. Sure. Anyway. Um, yeah, there were guys that they should have taken. I totally agree to, um, to help Russ and taking a linebacker like Jordan Brooks there, I think was a huge mistake. And uh, the rest of their draft was pretty bad too. Otherwise, I think so. <laughs> yeah, especially when Patrick Queen is right there. Like I, I really yeah. think that Patrick Queen is a good prospect as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like at least if you're gonna ignore your offensive line problems, get a mm-hmm. good linebacker. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jordan Brooks right there. Yeah, he he definitely seemed like a like a, a day um a day two talent. Um, he- yeah. So this kind of transitioned into what we were uh, what we we're planning on talking next, right? Um. Who do you think had the best draft and who do you think had the worst draft? Yeah, totally. Um, so I, I loved the Panthers. Um, mm-hmm. 
I actually love the Dolphins. I think it's oh, yeah. probably that they kept all those picks, and I think that they addressed some pretty critical needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a it's like a tough balance when you're like reviewing this and to like be like you know like oh they got they brought in like a bunch of talent, but also like should we gauge how each pick like looked? You know what I mean? I just kind of grade it on like the whole like they brought in like I think five or six guys who can be like immediate starters on the team. Um, you know, like I, I think I think that's probably a good way to look at it. Like the amount of talent they brought in was just a lot of guys. And like aggregating that, like um, there are some people who like don't really matter. Like the later round picks, for the most part, probably don't matter as much. But you know, the guys they got in the first five, first four rounds were all, I think, really good. And and I would totally agree. But um, yeah, they're probably one of the teams that I think won the draft. Yeah, I, I think that they had a great draft. Um, oh man, well, I, I would have to look at the rest of Kansas City's picks, but getting Clyde Edwards Hilaire makes me so afraid for everyone uh, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I, I think, you know, what really stuck out to me was, like, I was watching an interview with Joe Burrows, like, after the national championship game, mm-hmm. and somebody asked him, they're like, who's the best player on, on that team? And he said, he was like, without a doubt, it's Hilaire. He's, like, a baller. He doesn't get enough credit because we throw the ball a bunch, but he does everything. He blocks, he catches, he, like, has the full range, the full range of skill sets that you could ever want. Like, so I'm excited to see that. You know, mm-hmm. not that they needed any more high-powered weapons, but <laughs> true. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Hilaire is probably the only running back I would have given a first-round uh, pick for because he's more than just a running back. I think. Oh yeah, he can do it all, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the Steelers had a very mediocre draft. Uh, mm-hmm. Was not really excited about that at all. I think that. Uh. Aside from getting Grant Delpit, I think that the Browns had kind of a mediocre draft. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I think that, Yeah, you know, I have a lot of, like, eh, kind of mediocre. Like, I think Patriots hated. Yeah. Seahawks hated. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then I've got, like, quite a few, like, kind of, meh, you know, I could take it or leave it. And Mm -hmm. then, uh, like, the Bears, meh, I don't know. Nobody really jumps out at me. Yeah, the Bears, they get a pretty um, unfortunate draft, getting Cole Komet that high. I mean, he was the best tight end in the draft, but um, not a huge fan. <laughs> they needed a tight end, but not that early, not him either. Especially when, like, um, Zach Moss was an undrafted free agent. Like, you could at least double up, you know? Right, totally. Um, you know, I, I think that the Jets, eh, mediocre draft. You know, I guess some of those picks could could pan out i think taking denzel mims in the second was interesting but i don't i don't think that it really gets me excited i think the broncos had a weird draft i don't know what to think about that actually i don't know i i think that they're on i want to say that it's good but it's like they just stockpiled on offense which i guess that they're i guess that means that they're going all in on drew Locke. you know yes definitely um yeah really well when he came in so maybe he's Mm -hmm. the guy yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, reuniting him with his old tight end seemed good. Um, I, I, I'm kind of a dumb buyer into that kind of stuff. Um, but I love Judy. He was by far my best uh, prospect, you know, at that time. I'm so surprised they could get him there. But um, yeah, bringing, I mean, even just bringing him, I thought it was a pretty good draft. Cushionberry, I think, is another good uh, good guy that they're, they're going to use on the offensive line. Pretty happy about that. Um, but I, I kind of agree. It, it was it was a little weird because they, they have a lot of good position players already. So, you know, bringing yeah. in anyone's going to be like, yeah, this is a little weird because they're a good team. <laughs> right. It was like, uh, yeah, it seems it seemed kind of weird. I, it's like you're just 
piling into positions that you're already pretty well set at, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Cowboys had a pretty good draft. Oh, uh, yeah, BPA is the way to go, dude. Yeah, I think that that was, you know, I don't like to give them credit for anything, but, <laughs> you know, I, I can't be that biased. It was pretty good. We all know that one Dallas fan, right, that we fucking hate? <laughs> yeah. uh you know i i will say like i'm not i'm not crazy about the bills draft but mm-hmm. i love that they got zach moss i think zach moss is going to be a big time nfl running back uh i'm really pumped to see how that goes maybe it's maybe it's my pac 10 bias hey that's fine i mean you must have watched it more than i did so yeah, maybe it's my Pac-12 bias just because those are the games that are on TV. I don't know what year I just slipped into when I said Pac-10. Is that like 2008? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I can still get confused. It's early. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, you know, I've, I watched a few of those Utah games, mm-hmm. and uh, he just ha- he just has that look of a pro, you know, three down, run it up your gut, like – you know, pro style running back. So hopefully, you know, if he stays healthy and gets a good line in front of him, I think he could have some success, actually. Yeah. Um, Bills, again, are another team that I don't think had too many holes. Um, offensive line, they, I think they could have gone just to get some young blood in there. Um, but yeah, I, I loved Epinesa. I mean, getting him 54th overall was, was crazy value, I think. Yeah, totally. Uh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, I think the Bengals had a good draft. I mean, they didn't do yeah. anything stupid to ruin anything, which exactly. I was waiting for the entire time. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, huh, yeah. are they going to screw this up? But mm-hmm. actually, you know, Burrow is the obvious choice. If you didn't take Burrow, you know, people probably would have lit the city capital on fire or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I would have joined him. Yeah, absolutely. T, you know, T Higgins is a good complimentary talent to Burrow. You know, I think that they made very very safe, logical choices, which is definitely what they need because everybody going into it was expecting them to ruin it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep, you're 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 actually very spot on. Totally, it's what I wrote in my analysis. Like, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> you, they didn't fuck it up. They took the guys they should have. I love T. Higgins. I love Joe Burrow. That's probably even enough to to give them like an A on their draft. Absolutely, and T. Higgins and Joe Burrow were doing some like off season training. It sounded like after the college season together. So, oh shit. I mean that's that's awesome. There we go. It's perfect. They just need to move AJ Green, and then uh, then things will be perfect for T. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I will say that as a Steelers fan, like um, yeah. it was a little bit hard to watch and remember that Minka Fitzpatrick is so good. Yeah, because that's essentially who that first round pick is. Exactly. Like, but man, needing a wide receiver and watching all of the wide receivers fall so low, mm-hmm. oh man, that that killed me a little bit inside. Because mm-hmm. like I know that we need talent at wide receiver, but you know, and all the all the top talent fell really far. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. They took Chase Claypool with their first pick in the draft, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, it sounds like he really won the day at the combine and. Is kind of a Megatron pro comp, so uh-huh. we'll see how that goes. I mean, the Steelers are pretty good at getting talent out of later round. Yes, White that is team. something they do. Yeah, yes, other things. <laughs> I guess I can't be too doubting of them, but uh, you know that kind of hurt a little bit just to watch the wide receivers fall so far. And they ended up. Um, I liked Alex Highsmith too. I think that's an interesting pick. Yeah, 
um, I, I, I always have trouble with guys from like D2 schools just because, you know, the competition they're growing up against is like really, you know, not great. So it's it's right. so hard for me to judge. But I, I agree. I, I like those guys. I mean, one of my favorite players was Rasheed Mathis, and he was out of, I think, William & Mary or like Beth Cookman or something like that. And he was a great cornerback for a long time. So, you know, it's possible to come out with those, with those small schools still being really good. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I love watching D2 football. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think... Right, you know, generally that that talent doesn't translate super well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, this I would love for the FBS to like adopt the FCS's postseason. Mm-hmm. I love that giant <laughs> tournament so much. Oh they, yeah, they have a big tournament. They, I, I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a big single elimination tournament at the end. Oh shit. Yeah, here. <laughs> That's I'm awesome. Gonna, I don't know how many teams FCS. I don't know how many teams are in it. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, the CCS, whatever they do is, like, fine, but it's definitely not, like, a big, like, giant, like, kick-ass tournament that I'd like to see, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the four-game playoff is... Mm-hmm. I hate the four-game playoffs. Like, at, this, yeah. at that point, it's like, just make it... Just go back to the bowl games, like... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you're right. They're kind of, like, in the middle. Like, either expanded to, like... 16 or like eight or something like that or like go back to just bowl game stuff i i probably agree right so it looks like the fcs is a 12 game straight up single elimination tournament Mm. they play for the fcs championship at the end like uh kind of like the nfl playoffs i mean it's just very logical and reasonable but i i love that playoff system Mm. exciting um but the thing that's the game's just hard to find you know yeah totally (laughs) <laughs> that that is an issue. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the Steelers draft is, I think, a little suspect. But well, like, once you put Minka at the top, like, I'm pretty okay with it. I was a huge fan of him coming out of college. Still a huge fan. Their defense is pretty good. They definitely need to work on the offense. The offensive line's getting kind of old, uh, right? So that that's something yeah. that's going to be a concern in the next few years, I think. Um, yeah. They need an outside wide receiver. Hopefully, Chase Claypool uh, Claypool can be that. I'm not convinced. I don't think he's. I think there were better wide receivers that could have gone at that place, but. Um, right. I mean, at least they had tried to adjust it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, I, I think that his size and intangibles kind of got mm-hmm. a lot of people excited about him. But yes, uh, you're right. That offensive line is good still, but they're getting very old and they're going to mm-hmm. start dropping off. Uh, I don't really think Juju is a great number one. I think he's actually a pretty bad number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I don't know, man. It's going to be. I, I'm. I think the Steelers are going to be down for a couple of years, which sucks because they've. I think they've really got something going on their defense, but mm-hmm. I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger, like <laughs> at all at this point. Yeah, they didn't draft a quarterback, so mm-hmm. like, I guess that means that we're all in on Duck Hodges, which, you know, I don't think I trust him yet either. Right. But uh, I don't know. We'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. I'm 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 expecting. Two or three kind of mediocre years, and then hopefully they will uh, bring in some fresh talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, when Jake Fromm was still on the board, I thought he would have been a really good fit for them. Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess they like their quarterback room, so we'll see. Okay. Well, they have a good defense still. You know, it's 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 still really good defense. So I I, I get it. Um, you know, like like wanting to wanting to just like go with the guys you have. Um, but yeah, I I really want to see a replacement for Roethlisberger. <laughs> Hundred percent, and a good like a a good decent replacement. Like mm-hmm. I know they brought in Mason Rudolph a couple years ago, and they yes, I want to say they spent like a third round pick on him, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yep, um, I think yeah. 
something like that, mid-round. Um, and so I kind of thought he was going to be the guy, but he definitely is not the guy. Um, but I feel like, you know, if you throw a football and your elbow rips in half, that's like God telling you to stop <laughs> <the> football. <laughs> like, it's probably true. Roethlisberger probably should call it quits. But, I mean, he's been floating retirement for like three years now, right? Like, I'm surprised he hasn't pulled the trigger. Well, he's, you know what, he's an enigma in his own right. Like, yes. Every, I feel like every single year he's like, oh, no, this might be yeah. you. <laughs> and then, like, three games into the season, like, oh, no, I'm not retiring that. <laughs> I didn't say that. So oh, yeah. I did say that. You have, like, a radio show that you say that on, like, every yeah. other week. It's like, I don't know what he, he's, I'm not a huge fan of him personally at all. Sure. Anyways, he's, right. he's like, Ah, man, I don't know. He's he's one of those guys where it's like, you know, you've got like the allegations that came out a few yes. years ago and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's kind of suspicious, but they settled out of court. So you don't really know what happened. And then, right. but then it's like, you know, he doesn't make himself look any better just like on his radio show or on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, man, he's just kind of his a, a difficult person to like, you know? Yeah, he does seem a little bit like that. Um yeah, I didn't really look like too far into the allegations, but I know people bring that up a lot. So <laughs> um, there's that going for or going against him, I guess. But yeah, um, I, I, the Steelers are in again a, a tough division that's only getting better. So we'll we'll see how they do next year. Do you have um Do you have an opinion on how you think they'll do next year or how their offseason went? Oh, like, uh, as a total, as a uh, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say only because of the Minka Fitzpatrick move, their offseason for me gets a B. Mm-hmm. I think all of the rest of the moves and draft picks were pretty uninspired. Mm-hmm. I think that they're they might lose that division next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns, with all that talent and an actual NFL coach this year, I think we're going to be much better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the Bengals are not going to be a guaranteed win like they've been in the past. Yeah, changing the guard, man. Uh, yeah, I think that the Ravens are going to still be very, very solid and. Uh, man, yeah, I, I, I would not at all be surprised if they end up fourth in that division. Yeah, um, has Tomlin had a losing season with the Steelers? I feel like he hasn't, or had like one at the beginning. I, I think he's, I think he's had a few. I want to say he had a five hundred season or two. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a losing season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. Do you th- do you think his job is safe, or do you think he's he's looking he's on the outside looking in or whatever? Uh, I think that his job is safe. The Steelers really do not like moving on from head coaches. Yes, that is and, true. <laughs> and it's difficult to move on from a head coach that's had you in the playoffs in the last five or six years. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they haven't made any really significant deep runs that I can think of off the top of my head since 2010. But mm-hmm. you know, still. I think that that's one of the things that as as football fans, people get wrong is like, you know, like with Marvin Lewis, it's like, okay, you made the playoffs for four years in a row. That's awesome. Like mm-hmm. most teams, if you think about it, most teams don't get into the playoffs on a regular basis. Like it's generally speaking, it's like a bunch of the same teams. And then every once in a while, there's a couple. Mm hmm. You know, I can't get mad at at Mike Tomlin as a Steelers fan when I know that there's, like, actual Lions fans in the world. (laughs) And Jaguars fans. Don't count us out. Jaguars fans, like, (laughs) yeah, it's like, you know, as fans, you know, we're so 
so anxious to just fire people and move on. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if you if you're in the playoffs or if you're even in the playoff discussion. That's like that's a pretty solid season. You're better than half the league. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. There, there, there does come a point, too, though, where you hang on to a coach for too long, like the Jaguars did with Gus Bradley. Um, I, and, but Bradley wasn't like a winner. You know, he wasn't winning games, and we were holding on to like, uh, you know, we're 8-8, eight and eight, but like, we'd like to be 12-4. and four. It's like, no, we were like 4-12, and 12, and like, why aren't you winning any games? Like, I need to see some progress, you know? Like, there is a difference there, um, oh. I think. Yeah. Um, but like, hold, holding on to guys like a little too long does happen. I think, I think Marvin Lewis has probably um, held on too long. I just think it's like he he didn't adjust to like the modern NFL nearly as well. He did win. He did go to four straight playoffs, which is really important. I think just getting to the playoffs, anything can happen. So getting there is like the most important thing a coach could do. Because once you get there, anything is possible. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, look at, the, look at the Titans last year. Yes. Um. Yeah. The Titans. We'll we'll see how they do this year. Trading away Jarrell Casey for a seventh round pick just like puts puts a really bad taste in my mouth. Thank God they didn't sign Derek Henry to a long term deal though. That would have been a huge mistake for them. Oh. I think. Yeah, I, I think so, and I'm I'm kind of expecting them to fall off a bit. Um, I'm not sure they're going to have the same magic this year that they did last year. Oh yeah, there uh, was magic uh, last year for sure. Some oh, kind of yeah. dark magic. They had the most, but I don't know if that's going to carry over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I get I get pretty skeptical about certain things, like, uh, you know, gen like. I think the thing that I get most skeptical about is like mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. So like, I, I really am nervous to see like how Kyler Murray's second season goes. Uh, I'm kind of nervous to see how Lamar Jackson's second season as like a, you know, the guy goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. That's, it's going to be interesting to see. I think that out of all of them, Lamar Jackson's got like the best chance because he's so good at not getting hit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I always going into the off season. I always look through and I look at all those guys that are kind of dual threat, and it really freaks me out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I get that. Um, Lamar not being hit is is pretty important. But you know, we we've seen a guy even this off season, Cam Newton, who was you know a runner out of college. Um, made his name was an NFL MVP, possibly probably because of his skills on the ground. Um, and he didn't. He's not lasting nearly as long as other quarterbacks. So I I totally understand where you're coming from on that. Um, right. yeah, and I yeah, feel so, like, you know, sorry, oh, no, sorry. Um, no, I, I feel like as, as a sports, you know, I've been, I've been an NFL fan since probably like 2005, mm-hmm. you know, that's when I really started paying attention to it a lot, but it's like, you know, you think about, I think about all of the mobile guys that have been totally burned by that seemed like they were going to be the one that like changed the position, like. You've got your RG3s and your Vince mm-hmm. Young, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I always want to believe in it because I think that, you know, like I think the RG3 and Vince Young were super great dudes, and like Cam Newton, I think, is a great dude. Mm-hmm. And that every time they start to have success, I'm like, oh man, this is it. You know, they figured out how to be a quarterback and make the throws and take the hits and not get injured or like not ruin their careers. But, it, you know, mm-hmm. what happened to those three guys? True. Yeah, very true. Um, we, we don't have a lot of great examples of that. Um, I think, I think Lamar is different, but you know, it's only been one year. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, I, I just think right. the way that they built the offense around him, just th- th- that's how they're going to win. Um, getting all the tight ends. I mean, they did trade away Hayden Hurst, who I love. I think he's going to be amazing on the Falcons. Um, but yeah, you know, having, having the sets, drafting the guys, putting the players in 
the the best position to win is, is really smart for Baltimore, and I think that helps Lamar a lot. If he went to like any other team that didn't do what they did, he he would not be having this kind of career. Nowhere near as close. So, right, yeah. and they brought in J.K. Dobbins too, which is yes, like J.K. Oh, that's that's <laughs> a that hurt me quite a bit. Yeah, I oh. get that. <laughs> I was looking like, at a stat. I'm sorry. Guys. Oh no, I, I kind of feel the same way as I do about the Chiefs. It's like I saw that pick and I was like, really? Like you guys need more talent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <just> um, at... <laughs> yeah. He he took I think one of the most like RPO snaps in in college football. I think last year I was reading a stat about that, um, which seems pretty appropriate for <laughs> for Baltimore. Um, uh, you know, Ingram's yeah. getting a little bit older. Um, he's like 29, but he he hasn't had a lot of tread on his tires because he was in you know like a uh, a um a rotational thing in. Uh, I was going to say, San- Jesus Christ, it's so early on the Saints, so in New Orleans. Um, so he doesn't really have as much tread as other guys who are his age have on him. And the deal is pretty good. It's only, I think, they, I think they only owe him like $10, $10 million left in, in, uh, over two years. And I don't think all of that's guaranteed. I'm pretty sure it's definitely not all guaranteed. So, you know, right. they, they have a pretty good contract on the books there. So, Right, totally. Well, and I think for, you know, I remember this when, when they were playing. I think it was in their Tennessee game, but one of the commentators was was made it a point to say like you know you want to say that the offense runs through Lamar Jackson but the second that Mark Ingram goes out you know that RPO threat totally dissolves yeah and uh getting J.K. Dobbins in as a backup just it's like because I feel like that was the one you know that was like their Achilles heels like oh man Mark Ingram's out nobody's respecting the RPO anymore now Lamar Jackson has to just stand in there and throw from the pocket which is not necessarily his strongest attribute but now it's like okay if Mark Ingram goes out they've got a totally viable backup now so they yeah. fixed their one tiny like <laughs> the one tiny chink in their armor so right I, <laughs> they're gonna dominate again I, it's it's gonna be an interesting year for sure mm-hmm yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I think we've gotten through our questions pretty well. Um, this has been a good time. Um, yeah, I think that we did. This has been awesome. Uh, I, I, uh, you know, I can't think of anything else I want to add. Just that uh, I'm really excited about the Jags. Uh, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I feel like I want him to be my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> True. He'd be a very fun uncle. I think I'm older than him, actually. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I think I must be too. Shit, yeah. But he's he definitely has that vibe of like everybody's favorite uncle. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He he can be my younger uncle. We we'll just not worry about how the logistics of that work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So if you want to plug your stuff again, real quick, and um, yeah, you know, whatever you need to do. Thanks, man. Uh, so I'm Josh again. Uh, with all the people you should know, it's on like apple podcast spotify all the things um it's a good listen so definitely check it out usually i put out a new episode on mondays and uh hey so you know int- so maybe i'll bring this up off air but you're a history guy maybe i could have you come in on a feature some week i was i was gonna say i would love that yeah um i could pick out like an obscure guy or, or do something like that I, I would love to ha- i would love to talk about stuff yeah, you know what? I, I'm glad that I remembered that you said that because I think that would be awesome. I had such a good time with Inan, and it mm-hmm. that format really works well for two people. So, um, yeah, ooh, this is exciting. We're going to have like a... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this for sure, awesome. man. <laughs> for sure. Uh, cool. Well, thank you for having me on, man. This this totally scratched my like NFL offseason itch now that I'm working alone in this giant building with nobody around. So, <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine, dude. All right, man. Thank you so much.
Of course, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yep. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.